This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What? Okay. Oh my gosh. Hey siblings, you're listening to I Have to Call My Sister. But you already know that. My name is Stacy and my name is Kayla. Need a pump up? We got you. We'll say it like it is. And yeah, maybe laugh a little obnoxiously. <laughs> oh my god, just start the show. Today on the podcast, we have the best guest ever. Honestly, Kayla actually knows him. Um, knew him before me because he's Caitlin Bristow's bestie, like actually her best friend, right? Yeah, and we've actually gotten so many messages requesting for this guest to be on our podcast. Yeah, like so Kayla was like, Stacey, you're going to love him, you're going to love him. I started listening to his podcast. He's so funny. And then tonight we ended up talking for five hours hours it is okay literally 1 20 in the morning so he lives in los angeles and we are going to be on his podcast and then he's and now like you're going to hear him on ours but we've literally just talked for to him for five hours and we did not like my head is pounding because i was laughing so hard no i know but it was like the best conversation i feel like we could have done it for 10 more hours um okay so he is a celebrity stylist okay he's so cool and he's funny he's good looking he is successful. He just, he like has it all. <laughs> Plus he's best friends with Caitlin Bristow. Yeah. So we knew we were just going to vibe with him. Yeah. We are so freaking excited to have him on the podcast today. Everybody welcome. Lo. Okay, so just so you know, we've already done like a an intro for intro you. for you. Oh, you did so a little intro for me. Yeah. Intro. But you don't get to By hear By the it. way, I love that when you came on my show, you were like, just so you know, we were on America's Got Talent. We're Canadian. I was like, I already know. Well, I I've wasn't done my research. sure. Yeah. Oh, I did a deep dive. Okay, Absolutely good. knew exactly where. And I do an intro for you guys too. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. Very. Well, I'm so. actually so embarrassed because that because you saw that um, winter thing. So he saw me like falling in my backyard <laughs> and stuff. That's so embarrassing. Oh my God. That's great. <laughs> Can you say your full name in like. My full name? Yeah. But I actually would love to say it. People think that I have a made up name. What? I get it. It's it's Hollywood, baby. People are lying about their names and everything else in between. <laughs> but but my name is real. My name is not actually low, so that is a lie. It's, um, <laughs> <laughs> my name's actually Eduardo. No. Um, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> oh, I know. Her eyes just got so big, like, you fucking liar. I know. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, my name is actually Lorenzo. Uh, L-O-R-E-N-Z-O. Lorenzo. 
or Lawrence in English, Lorenzo in Espanol. I knew he was going to say it in the coolest way. But I'm I'm Hispanic. I'm 85% Spanish, actually like 90% with a splash, tiny little splash of German, which is the oh. von Rumpf. Oh. Von Rumpf. Volkswagen, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> can I, you speak can you speak any other language? Absolutely no German. I don't besides loving the occasional pretzel, I love some good mustard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a mustard guy, but outside of that, like that's as German as it gets for me. I don't know shit. I don't even like Oktoberfest. I, I mean, beer, yay! I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't. I don't. Ident- I didn't grow up with that at all. I grew up in uh, in California, which is Mexico, basically. Yeah. And uh, and my dad, my both my parents are Hispanic, and so, but again, that little splash of German. The name, the last name is very misleading. Lo Von Rump sounds like some beautiful blonde hair, blue eyed, rich ass, <laughs> like comes from a family of aristocrats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, uh, sty- like I had, I had one guy who hired me to style him. His his agent reached out to me and was like, hi, Lo, would you be able to, you know, style this client, whatever. And I went to the fitting and I guess this client, this dude assumed like a hot style chick was going to show up to style him and give him a blowjob like i think he was really expecting like a cute i think it was like because most people low could be short for lauren or laura right um like a low bosworth from laguna beach or whatever that name and so i it's a misleading name but um yeah surprise i'm hispanic and i'm a dude and i'm six one and And you're not six one yeah, that's the okay. other thing. People think I'm uh, short. I don't know why people think that I'm like a petite man. It I, looks like, like it all like you look max five five. I, I swear <laughs> to God, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I, I have to agree with her not. on this screen. I would have guessed five seven, maybe five nine max. You're six one. Whoa! You can't. T- I'm a size. Uh, 11 and a half, 12 shoes. He's showing us his hands right now. Okay. He's like, my hands. I like pull my dick out. I, mean, yeah. my dick. I swear to God, I got a big freaking dick. Yeah. Okay. No, not that that has anything to do with height, by the way. Yeah. I've, I've seen short man dick and it is impressive. It's impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never know. Oh, skinny, skinny man dick. What is that? But is what it is sk- I, don't you, uh, you know what's funny? Have I ever skinny been with bro a skinny dick. man? Is it like skinny? No. No. It's, it's girthy. Well, it depends. There. Yes, it's like a baby's arm. It's like, <laughs> yeah, or like an elephant trunk. I've seen it, it makes zero sense. There was a guy I went on a date with, and some more happened, obviously, because his dick ended up down my throat. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he, I was not expecting what I saw. He was a slender built man, actually, and that's. I mean, I like all different body types, whatever, but because I'm 6'1", I typically like a guy who's a bit on the taller side. Yeah. And this guy was 5'9", so he was shorter than me and different build. Like, I'm a brawny. You can't... I know you think I'm a little Polly Pocket. Fairly <laughs> <laughs> Zoom. He stands up yeah. and he's just like yeah. freaking Vince... Yeah. Uh, what's like, his, who's your crush? Dwayne Jason Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking ripped. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I guess I'm uh, I'm a, I'm leaner, but like I'm I was bigger than this dude. Yeah. And uh, like I couldn't fit in his pants. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And mine would be swimming on him. But anyway, <laughs> his 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 wiener was huge, and so it really threw me. And so and then I have one of my straights, who's a buddy of mine. He's I won't. I was gonna say his name, but uh, I can't <laughs> reveal. Expose. That. I don't want to expose him, but like, well, actually, it's a good thing though. Like, he'd be proud. But, um, but yeah, his, I've seen his dick only because we've changed in the same room or yeah. whatever. Or like, I was showering, he came in, or vice versa. It, but no sexual things happening. He's a brother vibe. <laughs> yeah. Massive cock. 
what is that? On a slender little man with like tiny little hips That's and this so, big old schlong and, and do you is think there. It, do you think it though? It's what like is it is random though. Like do you think there are, well, okay, can I tell? I've never said like said this on the podcast Am I allowed before. to say it? By the way, am I allowed to even talk about this on your show? We're like, like no. We're like, this is actually uh, rated G uh, Disney Plus. No, it's no, we're the new Disney Plus. No, okay, so I have been with somebody that had a micro penis for oh. and i okay i know you're saying this but like i i was in shock because they <laughs> did not warn me about it this was this was a this was like a one night thing i wouldn't thing. warn you either okay but i wouldn't warn someone hey it's really little <laughs> no they they needed to because here's the thing and i still feel guilty about it to this day we had been seeing each other for a couple weeks and it's so funny because all my ex uh, people I've ever seen right now are probably like dying because they're like, oh my God, everyone's going to think it's me. But we've been seeing each other and and every time we would like do stuff, it was always like so much attention on me, on me, on me. And then the time that it happened and which it was is like, great. which is great. And I was like, this guy's the best. And I didn't realize. Yeah. And uh, he t- opened his pants <laughs> and I went, <gasps> and I oh. I made a gasping sound, but it was like a, like the, the, the top I'm like I'm dying of awkwardness right now, but I'm just going for it. It was the top of a bottle, like a water bottle with <laughs> with normal sized testicles. Wow! Yeah. And then, <sighs> like maybe just the warning as he's taking just, off the just pants. So you like, know you don't have to have a pre conversation. No, just so you know it's like going to be a little like just a cause, little because then I remember he said, "Put the condom on," and I was like, "How?" Oh, oh, so he was like confident with what he was working with. I this guys, I was like 21 at this time. He's like put the condom on and i was like so flustered i was like and i said how "How?" and then he was just like oh never mind i don't want to do this and then like he did and then i remember like we broke up (laughs) and we we broke up the next day i i like got flustered and i like and it seems like i broke up with him because of that but it's just the way he handled it and then he told everybody i was a slut (laughs) oh god then he told everybody in town I was a whore. Yeah. Like, oh. He told everyone that Damn I was a him. slut. And then I was like, oh. And you, of course, didn't tell everybody he had a micropene. Well, when they just were on a, just, just on a podcast. Just on a podcast <laughs> a little bit. But, like, I don't think you have to, like, expose everything about you before an intimate time. But it just was to, like, help me out a little bit. Like, instead of, like, yeah. put the condom on. I was like, I just don't know how, sir. Like, I didn't. It's kind of like it was in weird. the moment. You kind of, if you're not going to warn someone, but, like, at least acknowledge it in the moment. Yeah. Because I've I haven't been with a micropene, but I have had experience coaching a friend through that, and it was I don't know a micropene sounds from what you were saying it's like a tiny little like, like a, a little, little nub. nub if you it was a nub. Yeah. It was literally a nub. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like erect or not. Like you can't tell. It's literally imagine the size <sighs> of a water bottle cap on okay. normal balls. Okay, that's so sad. <laughs> You're trying to be so compassionate right now, but you're like, okay, that sucks. Uh, No, my girlfriend, she was with the dude and and she said that it was, he was actually great. Checked all the boxes. Great family, compassionate, cool, kind of an asshole at times. Yeah. So that was a red flag. And also, uh, I I guess it's not technically considered a micropene, but it was so little that she, and she is a mother, she has a son. And so she said that it just reminded her. (laughs) (laughs) Say it, say it, say it, say it. I can't. She's like, I've bathed my son. And she said, I'm looking at his and it's so similar in size to my my four-year-old little boy. She goes that I'm like 
<laughs> just yeah so it was so little that she's like it felt kind of like being with like a, a like baby a child. Yeah. yeah a child and yeah. she's like i just feel weird about it it's is just she it with him it, still no <laughs> no she's not no she, that she was like she actually stuck it out though she did a full two years wow oh, okay. she's two okay. years yeah wow. a little bit of a and once again <laughs> i think it i think i think it can work like it can totally work it was just like sure. and please no i did not break up with him the next day because of that of the size of By his the penis way, if you did I wouldn't judge you. I, I would probably, I would break yeah, up with someone like, for that. No, no, I would. I I'm that person yeah. that would say, I can't not do this. <laughs> it was in the first few dates and I'm like, or two weeks in, I'm like, what is this? Yeah, what it was, two, it was no. two weeks. It was two weeks yeah. in. It I was a, two weeks in. I have a difficult time navigating that one. So I would just, he was really, my loss. really hot though. Remember he was, remember how hot he was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't he like a police officer or something? Too? No, no, oh. he wasn't. And I'm so sorry if that person oh, yeah, listening. Oh yeah, yeah, I and forgot. And that is them. <laughs> No, he was not. Oh, you mean Dave, the firefighter? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dave from Toronto? Yeah. I remember that. that. His little pee. Oh, Oh, my God. Wasn't you, sir? (laughs) Okay. Let's. uh, So, we've already started this conversation off real strong. Yeah, real strong. Uh, Stacey's exposed. (laughs) Okay. So, Lo, we just had. A, an amazing podcast uh, conversation with you for your podcast. Um, we so talked for two hours. We talked for so long, but it was like the best thing ever, and I could literally talk to you forever. Um, oh, likewise. Yeah. Thank oh my you. gosh. <laughs> Where? Okay, so I know you're located in LA, right? Yeah. And you're saying there's like a Los lo- Angeles, California. Yeah. Okay, and like you're like so close. I, I don't know why like this stuck out to me, but you're like close to the Hollywood sign. <laughs> yeah, I don't live in Hollywood. <laughs> I know, Granted, but like, because anyone that visits is going to be like, ooh. I, that's rough. what I was very um, confused by. So what what do you mean you're seven minutes from the Hollywood sign? Well, there's different, like, you know, in Toronto, Kayla, how there's different, like, areas in Toronto? Yeah. I actually have to ask you a question, though, because I'm going to L.A. Uh, for a songwriting trip. So I'm going to um, Arizona and then Los Angeles for a songwriting trip in the, in the next couple weeks. And I'm going for a couple days and I have to book, a, like, an Airbnb or a hotel or something. And I want to know, what is, like, the cool, um, like hipster area in LA that I could go to like cool like vintage stores and coffee shops. What was Silver that? Lake. So what is it called? Silver Lake? Silver Lake. Okay. Yeah. So within LA, Los Angeles, there's little cities around. And so me, I'm 10 minutes. I'd say seven. Well, nothing is seven minutes in LA yeah. realistically <laughs> with traffic. No, I like, I mean, it's like 10, 15 minutes with traffic. Um, but on like a clear, no one's on the streets. I can get to the Hollywood sign in my car in about seven to 10. Right. But anyway, um, so I live not in Hollywood. There's like Toluca Lake, Studio City, North Hollywood. There's a bunch of cities around it, West Hollywood. So all around, all adjacent to to like Los Angeles, there's all these cities within it. Mm -hmm. And so, and they all are something different. They all bring a a lot different to the table, actually. Yeah. Different people. Yeah. And so like downtown LA, you're going to be spending a lot of money and it's scary. And I don't want to ever be there. Yeah. And so past sundown <laughs> because, yeah, I actually the the homeless in Los Angeles because drugs are so rampant. And I knew that I know that's a big problem in Canada, too. Mm-hmm. I know you love Canada, but they <laughs> definitely have their druggies. Yeah. So, they do. They do. They do. And you yeah, spent it, a lot of time in uh, Vancouver, which yeah, is which the is like really the, yeah. bad drug place in Canada. <laughs> Yeah. Not only are they, I mean, it's wild too, because you can actually, if you're a homeless person in Vancouver, which is very progressive, but, and you're coming <laughs> off of meth, you can go and get yourself some meth at your local clinic 
and they will help administer certain drugs to you. Yes. A healthy, and like heroin, instead of getting a, a needle and getting disease and, and it ends up being like deadly for you. They do it they in can a safe wean way. You off of it. Yeah. They do it in a safe way, which is controversial in itself, but also, I mean, it makes sense. And it's keeping people like one from dying from di- and two yeah. from spreading disease. And like, there's a whole thing. Anyway. But they're not like, um, but are they like giving it to them to give them a good high? Or are they just doing it to like maintain so they don't? Because I've only learned this from movies. Like, I feel like if you're like super addicted to those drugs, like if you don't have them, if you go cut, cut it off cold turkey, you're like, I'm going to die or like get like puke or whatever. Like, do they do it? So well, they it just give you the drug but the- and like withdrawals? Yeah, I know. But like, the withdrawals. Do, do, do the doctors be- like, or whatever, do do they just give you like a little bit so that you don't die from withdrawal or are they giving you like a high? Are they giving uh, you like I, a heavy dose? Well, I, I actually don't know how much <laughs> I'm not like on the ground running. In, in like, no, in Lo, tell clinics. us you're from L.A. Like, you've Lo, got enough. as you administer the heroin into your vein, do you like a high or <laughs> like, wait, I'm not sure, like, but I'm I do know this. Yeah. I'm not addicted to drugs and I know it's a vicious cycle to break if you are. But I know alcoholism is one that could actually kill yeah. you if you withdraw from it. Heroin yes. is a bit different. You go through withdrawals, but it's not necessarily going to kill you it's just painful yeah. to go through it but the one right. where you're like you can seizure you can end up dying and like and it, it's very dangerous to withdraw from alcohol i know that's the most like deadliest of them all yeah um just from what i've heard i had a rehab coach on the podcast before Ooh, on my show but um but i do know that um they're they're giving enough for them to actually get some sort of a high to get a fix and yeah, and so I don't know how much that means or if it's all an equal number for each person, but yeah. that's what they're doing. A bunch of people are moving to Canada after this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like that's yeah. crazy. Do they like? Is that in Canada? That's in Canada. That's yeah. It's in Canada. It's definitely Whoa. not here in the states. They've tried it, I believe, in Portland, but there's a lot of legislation that like blocks that from like moving forward, and it gets a lot more complicated here. But they're definitely rolling that Whoa. out, that initiative out in Vancouver specifically. I don't Whoa. know if it's in Toronto too, but anyway, where was I going with that? I forget I what no we were saying. Oh, we're going from penises to drugs now. <laughs> oh, to yeah, penis to meth, heroin. Oh, that's right, Silver Lake. Yes. So, yeah. you just have to be careful. Yeah. Have pepper spray on you. Yeah. You never know. And we so, can't get silver... pepper spray. It's illegal in Canada. I'll get some. Oh, I have pepper spray and a taser on me at all times. <laughs> a taser? <laughs> you cannot Fucking buy that in Canada. I can buy. Have well... you ever tased someone? No. No, I almost did. I mean, I've I've come close to having to taste someone, but no, I just I've had some scary situations happen. And I mean, anyone listening to this is going to be like, "LA is terrifying place." No, it's it's fine. It's, it can be, but like, there are safe, be- like where I live is like safe and quiet. It's like a lot of like families, and it's like you know, yeah, it's 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 great. It's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it just depends on where you're at. But you just always have to be careful. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so it's illegal to own pepper spray or a taser in Canada, but you can buy bear pepper spray, like apparently because of the woods or whatever. So my ex-boyfriend okay. got me this bear pepper spray because he's like, I want you to have this. But it's the size of a like a two liter bo- wa- <laughs> bottle of water. So it's like I'm uh, like carrying this oh like fire extinguisher <laughs> in my purse because it's not real pepper spray. Like it's like for a bear. So yeah. Oh, that's so weird. But you can buy oh, it. I think at like a, a a pharmacy in in uh, or like you can go to like a like a. I got mine at Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven, right? And get it. Whoa. But I can't bring it across the border. So maybe I'll pick one up at the Seven <laughs> Eleven. I got you covered. I have like literally to my clients. I'm like, here, take a pepper spray for me. <laughs> Here's the. 
I got oh my, my uh, little taser off of Amazon and it's great. What? And so, yeah, I just always have that because you never know. Wow. That's um, hilarious. But Silver Lake is a beautiful area okay. that is great vintage shops. The coffee shops, they're known for that. Nice. Okay, that's um, really perfect. Really good food. Heavy in the vegan department and vegetarian. So like, like what's the guy? A Moby? Is that this, uh, the group Moby? But there's the yeah. lead singer, the bald dude. Yeah. But he has like a really well-known like vegetarian vegan spot that's actually pretty bomb. Okay, and that's so, cool. Good food. The people are cool. Everybody looks like they're in some Civil War reenactment. <laughs> yeah, like, that's you know, what I want. That's fucking, what I want. Yeah, you, it's kind of like um, Silver Lake is LA's version of. Oh uh, shit! I forgot the name of it again in New York. It's oh, like God. oh yeah, because we in Toronto would be like Kensington Market. That's like the thing that oh yeah, it's like this area in, in Toronto. And I and it's funny because I would never uh, live there forever, but like I always love if I'm only there for a couple days, I always love visiting like hipster places. <laughs> What's that really trendy place? I like not trendy, but like everyone looks like a Civil War reenactment. Not like uh, oh, Williamsburg. Williamsburg. That's my favorite place. <laughs> yeah, Williamsburg. Thank Williamsburg. Yeah. If I could move anywhere in the United States of America, it would be Williamsburg. I love Williamsburg. I guess I'm a secret hipster. I think yeah, I am. I don't think it's a secret. Yeah. I'm wearing no, I'm wearing a, a beanie. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing a beanie and your pink hair. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's but yeah, so Silver Lake would be a great okay. spot for you. Um West Hollywood is beautiful. It's a Beverly Hills adjacent, and that's where, you know, the gays, the entertainment industry, there's a lot happening there. Literally the gay part of town. Um, like the crosswalks are all rainbows. Oh, is it that's West like Hollywood? West Hollywood, okay, we okay. hope. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. So look, we know that you are a successful Fashion, actually, what do you, what do you stylist. Call, like? Just a stylist, right? So, well, I'm like, I like, like fashion, fashion man. Fashion man, you're a, you're a fashion man, Lo. How'd you get into yes. it? So, uh, yeah, I'm so curious, like, how you got into it. Um, it's it's called LVR Style, right? That's like your right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. My company. Okay, okay. My initials, Lo Von Room LVR, makes sense. And my yeah. handle is at style s-t-y-l-e l-v-r which is an acronym for lover i which, i so it's so funny because i always read it that way but then i was yeah, like oh, wait good. LVR That's what I was hoping people is do. your name as it, well it's yeah, a yeah. trick it's a trick yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah can so you just I'm tell like, us how you got into it like what like were you passionate from when you were really little or just just explain how you got into it yeah well so fashion styling for me i i didn't expect to get into that world at all uh, i've always loved clothes and been drawn to like dressing up and and I love to dress other people like in my family my first client was my nana my grandma nice and so and she I was going to Fredericks of Hollywood and getting her like the beautiful bras and doing her court like she wasn't she wasn't your typical nana on the street yeah yeah, she was not with like the little poodle cut like she was like Farrah Fawcett vibes but Mexican version she actually to compare her would be like a Mexican Dolly Parton (laughs) Oh, oh my god, that's completely. amazing. Iconic. I love that. She was obsessed with Dolly. And so she was the Mexican Dolly is kind of how people just knew her. And so I saw how glamorous and stuff she was. And then I love the singer Selena, which we talked about already on my show. But I know, Selena... but we love that we love that you talked about it. And like I feel like that movie was really big in Canada. I want actually people to like send us a message about that. Like, did you yeah, watch let us know. Did you watch the movie <laughs> Selena starring Jennifer Lopez about like the real life story of the famous person Selena and then she died and she was twenty three and it was so sad. Anyway. Yeah. Just Queen to... of Tahano music. I, sw- let I us wonder know if it was just if us. you've seen the movie. Yeah. 
Anyway, we, we'll, I'm very curious. So, well, Caitlin Bastia over here, she is very familiar with Selena too, and she grew up in Leduc, Alberta. Yeah, okay. so, so Selena yeah, no, I feel like it was. Yeah, yeah. we'll it find was out. Popular in Canada. So I was obsessed with Selena and her outfits, and that was my first time seeing a woman who looked like my family members, like making it big in music because i knew like britney spears and christina aguilera and like that sort of stuff which was awesome too like i love all those queens but to see a, a latina pop star and i was like whoa she literally looks like my cousin sheree and i just was <laughs> i was like i'm obsessed and it was so cool yeah and so i i ended up falling in love with her music and stuff and then i just i wanted to get into fashion in some way shape or form but i I didn't know it then, but I ended up thinking, well, I should get into like acting or something. Like I want to be in the industry. And so I started really young at like seven years old being in little commercials. And I grew up in Orange County, which just direction wise for anyone listening, Orange County is outside of Los Angeles, but it's about a 45 minute drive into L.A. Oh, okay. okay. So you've so been there yeah. for, for your whole life. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I started coming uh, in Orange County is, yeah, it's like an hour drive, but I was coming here when I was like seven, eight years old and my, my parents grew up over here. And so they were very familiar with this area. So coming here and I, I started uh, singing and acting and doing little commercials here and there. And I was part of the Los Angeles children's choir <gasps> for opera. And that was before my balls dropped. So I can <laughs> hit that soprano <laughs> note. And you know, once they dropped and I got into puberty, it was like, whoops and then i was like okay i did my stint in la and i i loved it i got to meet all these gays and creatives and artists and being part of the los angeles children's choir changed my life because i was bullied severely in school <gasps> and so oh it sucks like anyone who's been bullied gets it like when it like as an adult and then yeah. you see it happen it's so triggering and it's almost like you rally so hard for people like an advocate for like anti-bullying that's yeah. kind of been my thing because i know what it's like to feel completely alone and yeah. i was an only child and so i didn't have the siblings to like kind of you know come home and complain about or or open up and talk about my feelings with yeah. oh, so i kind of kept it in yeah it sucked I, I had an incredible childhood at home my home life was awesome and my parents are still married to this day thank wow. god um yeah and they have a great marriage and stuff and it's been great but like school was fucking rough oh. it was painful and i just was different i didn't fit in like i grew up with only children get this like i, I don't know I hope they do. But like I grew up with parents. So like my taste was a bit older because I only yeah. knew from that experience of like what my mom and dad were listening to. Mm -hmm. And so my dad loves like the Carpenters and stuff and, and Earth, Wind and Fire and Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. And my mom loves Michael Jackson, Janet, Selena yeah. uh, and stuff like that. And so mm -hmm. kids would come to school and bring like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And I'd walk in with the Carpenters. Yeah. <laughs> like cd and wonder why i'm gonna get my ass kicked yeah i know and you're like, you're like an, that's so weird i didn't even think of that because my partner he's a uh he's an only child and he loves like his he has like a frank sinatra tattoo like he loves that kind of music and like plays like the bass like stand up -doom -doom. Oh, like, really? you know yeah. what i mean so it's like but if you're only yeah. in your formative years if you're really only around like adults yeah and those who are really influencing you then i'm like yeah i wanted to smoke and stuff and like mm -hmm. just yeah. be a little adult i my my parents were always like you were always a little man yeah like you were like 10 going on 40 yeah, yeah and yeah. so and now i still i'm like i'm in my 30s i'm 33 but i feel 
I'd feel like a nice young 60. <laughs> and so, yeah, full of life. That's so um, interesting. I didn't think of that, like, because I am in my 30s. I'm 35, and I feel like I'm, like, a solid, like, 14 to 16 <laughs> yeah. kind of vibe. Yeah. So, like, but that could be because, like, you and I are, are, like, dancing to the Spice Girls, Kayla, mm. when when it's true. Like, Mark had, my, my partner had to listen to the music that his mom and dad were listening to yeah. who are now in their 70s. So, like, that, yeah, yeah. that's really interesting. And so, and my parents, by the way, my dad's still in his fifties. And so people think I have really old parents, but like my dad's just an old soul raising his son to be an even older soul. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. cause I'm like, people hear my dad, they're like, oh, your dad must be like pushing 80. Thank God he's alive. I'm like, he hasn't even hit 60 yet. That's the so, guy's wait, just, how old is your dad? Are, we have young parents too. Our parents are 59. Oh, my dad's 57. That's crazy. That's so funny. Yeah. 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 So, and you're, you yeah. said you're 33. 33 yeah, okay yeah. same and thing so yeah, yeah yeah i'm doing the math my dad had me when he was like 23 i think 20, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 very early 20s yeah um and so anyway just getting into the fashion though i didn't know that was going to be my thing but i was always drawn drawn to costuming and clothes and so i ended up uh doing the opera as a kid the los angeles opera company and then i tried modeling out and that was a tough time to be a model as i got into my teen years because i have a culturally ambiguous look I don't really fit into like the, a white mm. guy and and I'm Hispanic, but also some people think I'm like half black because I have a, my mouth or I'm Lebanese because of like my nose. Like I've been told I look like every like top yeah, is I would never culture. ever be able to guess like at all. Yeah, you're right. It's people always kind of just throw things out there like Italian, Lebanese, yeah. Mexican, half black, Puerto Rican. Yeah, who you knows? could be any of the above. Yeah, yeah. Samoan. Sure. <laughs> so I'll take them all. And so it kind of worked to my advantage in the beginning when I started modeling as, as a teenager. But then like that was the era. This is the early 2000s at this point. And it was the time of like Abercrombie and Fitch, corn fed, white dudes, blonde hair, frosted tips, blue eyes and hairless bodies. Okay. Yeah. And so this like mixtration race, racial, what is this? Like that's not working for a lot of <laughs> yeah. agencies. And so I wasn't booking a ton of work and I was feeling insecure about it. So I was like, I feel like I'm cute, but like not booking anything. So this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and I was like starving myself and like the body dysmorphia was at another level and just, you know, trying to book some cool work. And I finally got a shoot and I was excited and I'd worked a little bit. Um, I'm like trying to make myself feel better. Like, yeah. I booked something. No, I booked like a couple things, a couple gigs here and there. <laughs> yeah. And I, I ended up booking this one gig and it was for this. I was like, all of uh, 19 years old. And I was just like a random gig that I booked for, I think it was Hudson Jeans, and I was going to be one of the models for um, this campaign that they were doing. And so I booked it, and all of the jeans, they had shoes, clothes, everything, all pulled, ready to go in racks. And the models were there, uh, hair and makeup people were there, but the stylist, I think, got the wrong call sheet or just flaked. I don't know to this day what happened. This is so far like a movie. I hope it goes the way that I think it's going to go. <laughs> it will. Stay on the ride. It gets good. <laughs> and so this stylist didn't show up. This photographer was over. He's like, I'm so frustrated. In my head, I was like, why can't we just put the outfits together? But people stay in their lane on, and yeah. photo shoots like this. If you're a makeup person, you do makeup. You're not going to touch the clothes. Yeah. Like, get the, get away. That's someone else's thing. And they're getting paid to do that. Like, you're not going to go above and beyond. Like, just stick to what you're paid to yeah, do yeah, yeah. and do it very well. I get that. And so models, everybody was just kind of like waiting around. Like, and like time is money, production. Like, we got to go. And so the guy, the photographer who was really running the ship was like, 
Uh, does anybody know how to style? At this point, anyone could do it. I don't give a shit anymore because the stylist is not showing up and he's been like calling whoever is supposed to have a stylist here and yelling at them. And so I just piped up and I was like, I'm actually a stylist. I'm not. Never styled the day in my miserable life at that you point. You faked it. You faked it. This I, is the movie. This I is what, sure did. This is how I wanted it to go in the movie. Yeah. And so I'm I did. A stylist. Just, I was like, I'm a stylist. He's like, Oh, you style and model? I was like, Yeah, yeah. I, I've actually, I mean, I've done some really good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nothing really really shit. great stuff <laughs> and so it was all there and so yeah i just put the outfits together and stuff and i ended up styling it that was the the door cracked so slightly ever so gently cracked for me but i i did a good job i was really happy about it the photographer was like cool let's get this ball going and the shoot went out went great Seamless. Amazing. And so I get a call like four months later. At this point, I was working retail. I, I worked as a barista. I did all these odds and ends jobs because I had dropped out of college. And my mom, who is very big on the academics, I come from migrant farm workers, not my parents, but my grandparents. Yeah. And so I'm like, my, my parents really wanted me to go to school. And and just like my mom broke the cycle because she grew up in the ghetto. My dad doesn't come for money. The Again, the last name, very misleading. <laughs> yeah. We're poor. And so, <laughs> you know, my and my mom would be like, we weren't poor, but like we just we weren't at a position of like of like just going and exploring on a backpack like trip through right, Europe to right. find myself. Yeah. They yeah, wanted yeah. me to go to you know, they wanted me to like go to school and like get an education, get that degree and get a good job in corporate America or like my mom was like you could be a senator, or you could be in <laughs> politics or you'd yeah. be so great cuz I did all these public speaking courses growing up and speech and debate and all of that. And so I I wanted to do that, but once I realized I want to I want to be a model, I want to be a star. My mom's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And she <laughs> she cut me off. She cut me off financially. Really? And was like, oh "I'm not gonna support that." And and at the time, I didn't take myself that serious. And she said, "Listen, you're doing this, but you're doing it because you're passionate about it." And until you start making money, it's it's just a hobby. And so if you want this to be an actual career moment for you and you are taking it serious, then put in the work, try and make money yeah. off of it and and lay the groundwork to, to give yourself a chance, a fighting chance of success. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right. And so I ended up working retail to support myself and I was living on couches and just, you know, 19 years old in LA, just trying to find myself basically yeah. 19, 20, 21. And I ended up getting this call from that photographer. Like I think it was about three or could have been six months later. Anyway, the one you lied to me, the one that you said you were a stylist, the to. one I lied to. <laughs> and he says to me, do you want to come? Uh, and I, I have this shoot. I'd love for you to come to the shoot. You'd be great for it. And I thought modeling. Yes. I booked another modeling gig and he was like for styling though. So part of me was a bit insulted. But also, <laughs> Cause I'm like, fuck. Cause he did I see you do both that day. Yeah. You got and the clearly one. one shined more than the yes. other. And so, uh, that's when I was like, maybe I'm behind the camera. <laughs> and so I ended up deciding to do it. And it was a styling gig. And and then again, it just snowballed from there. Wow. And so that was like my, and it was for a really cool, another campaign. And so I got commercial work under my belt. And it took honestly about five to six years of me just doing work. And it was all referral, all yeah. smoke and mirrors of me putting myself out there. And like you said, just take a chance yeah. and, and ask and say, do you want me to do this? I'd love to help with that or whatever. Reaching out to people at the time it was on MySpace, <gasps> Model Mayhem. Yes. What? Yeah, I'm dating myself. But like that was <laughs> kind of how I found connections for people in L.A. 
And then I would just dress all my girlfriends from the agency who I became friends with. And I'd basically just buy stuff on a credit card, put them, put them in beautiful dresses that I couldn't afford, have my photographer friends shoot it, make a fake book. So it looked like I had actual work to show right. and then return everything and then return and oh so that's how I, yeah that's how i built my book so that when i went to an agency or any type of brand i was like oh this is what i've done yeah it looked and it legit, looks so it was, fancy yeah <laughs> oh but it was i mean like smoke and mirrors again yeah. we were at a local park with yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a dress that still had tags on it that was like taped to the side so i, I love that though like you literally you're like a perfect definition of like Starting from the bottom, yeah. and now you're here, right? <laughs> like would say, gutter. <laughs> yeah, from the gutters. Did you and know so- that Lady Gaga used to pretend that she was her own manager? Like she'd do like a voice, so she yeah. she'd call and just be like. Yeah, I'm Lady Gaga's manager. I don't know why I picked that one, but like she would yeah, fully do that. And there's been times mm-hmm. like earlier on in my career where I would like, I would, would always like end the email off like from Stacey K management, like whatever that means. And then I'll, yeah. I would just reply as myself, like as yeah. the management team. Itself. It's smart. You though. have to like, do it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people that are successful. Oh, wait, there was an actress. I don't know her, but who was it? Was it Meryl Streep or. No, it's not Meryl Streep. That's like too massive. I think it was um <laughs> I think it was that other one, Jamie Lee Curtis from oh, Halloween. Okay. Yeah. But she it's like a thing known that she actually responds to emails at like either as herself or just as an assistant, but it's actually her. That's and it's so like a funny. thing that she does. But I'm like, I get it. And I did the same thing. And like, yeah, I, more power to you. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's just a little like a line of defense. Like, it's not me. It's my assistant or manager or whatever. It just, it just seems that much more A little bit right? legit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, my god. And in L.A., again, it's all smoke and mirrors. So. Exactly. Yeah, I know. That's, that's so smart, though. And then and now you're just like so successful, which must be like the most rewarding feeling ever. Like you so, started you know, it's crazy. It. That's very sweet of you to even say that because I'm always like, God, I, sh- I should be doing better. And comparative mm-hmm. culture, I'm like, I should be making more money. And da-da. But I, I have to stop myself. And, and I from where I came from, yeah, to have a full roster of clients and have over 500 photo shoots under my belt and global campaign. Like I've done yes. really good work. Yes. So I'm like, that's awesome. And, and it's only been through referral it's only been through that's what's just... so impressive like that's the thing like you you built this business fully fully by being you and by people meeting you and loving you and like that's so impressive that's and the crazy. fact that you can say like that is your job too sometimes I go through down that hole too where I'm just like I, I when I was younger I wished to be Beyonce and I am not as famous as Beyonce like I always get like so <laughs> yeah. depressed about it but it's like my job is just like performing and being on a podcast guys yeah, and like, like so it's like, just the most fun job awesome. ever yeah. and like that's yeah like we have to be um there has to be a certain point where we're like happy with like what we like when we really sit back when you were younger if you could imagine the things that you're specifically doing today my mind would be blown you know what i mean so it's like absolutely but we're constantly like we're, really hard we're on so busy though. running towards the next thing yes. that we just don't take a moment to stop and just appreciate where we're at in this moment and be like you know what this is awesome and five years ago that version of myself would be lucky to even <laughs> yeah. be here and yeah. wish like i remember thinking god i remember saying this to my business manager when i first started with her and i was like God, I just wish like I, there was an event and I could have like a couple people going to it that I could dress like one red carpet where I could dress like a couple people because I have nobody going to this event and that sucks. And like I, everyone else, all these other stylists are saying like, oh, I'm so swamped with Grammys and like, yeah, 
I'm at Pinkberry, just miserable. Yeah. And so, you know, with nobody to dress. And then I got to the point where I had six clients walking the carpet and then 10 people going to the same That's event. So cool. And it's, but then I didn't enjoy it though, because I was like, this is so stressful. Yeah. And this is just, <laughs> I know. I was like, and then the pressure's on because you're finally at the thing that you wanted to do. But then in that moment, somehow you want more. And then you're also like insecure yeah. about what you're doing in that moment. I like, had yes. to just, yeah. yeah. But I had to take a moment and be like, Lo, shut the hell yeah. up. Quit bitching and just enjoy this moment. Yeah. It's fashion. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like, don't take life too serious and just, yeah, just roll with it. Yeah, human beings need to just like relax. <laughs> like, just, yeah. I, oh, I constantly have anxiety ridden, yeah. myself included. So I have to I remind myself it. to relax all the time and just like appreciate yeah. what's happening. It's, yeah, it's hard. Okay, can you tell us like some behind the scenes stories from like styling like okay so I think you've oh. learned like from nightmares. like your podcast that I might be like obsessed with celebrities and I'm <laughs> I'm not asking you to name drop because we know we've not we he hates it but I guess I get why but I also like slightly want you to name drop. he doesn't want to name drop because he like he's gone to like famous people's like parties and stuff and if he's name dropping then they're not going to invite him again yeah. That's the only reason why. It's yeah. not out of respect for anybody. Yeah. It's just to make sure. It's just so that I could get the freaking invite. So. 100%. It's because I just want to still be on the email list so yeah. I can freaking go to that brunch or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and, also, and with some, I mean, word spreads fast too. And so as much as I want to be like candid and share, and there has been some really weird shit, I, I leave the name out just now and because I'm like, well, eh. I don't want it. I don't want to style people, which I do. I podcast full time, but I also style my ass off full yeah, time. Yeah. And word spreads are like, okay, did you just hear Low talked about? No, exactly. You don't want to fucking monster this person was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But has there ever been like a disaster or like something that like not against the person, but like something horrible happened and you had to like fix it really fast or like anything like that? Ooh, like some sort of a style. Well, God, there's been actually a lot of stuff like that happened. I've had clients like. I actually had a wild experience where a client, you know, was heavy on the drugs. And so that was, she was actually a method actress. And so she was going into our fittings, preparing for this role, doing lines of Coke, which was just a lot. I mean, <laughs> do you, you know, but also like, <laughs> just a lot. Just lining them up. <laughs> method know, acting is the weirdest thing ever. Like when you think about it, like I, re I think it was. I can't remember. It's someone like Bradley Cooper, someone awesome that they're just like, you can just no, because Bradley Cooper, I think, is a method actor. There's someone that was like famous and said, if you're a really good actor, like you shouldn't have to method act. Like just when they say actor, yeah, just like, start li acting. like Angelina Jolie. There's a, a bunch of people. I mean, it's a thing. Yeah. Like and just like Jim Carrey notoriously stays in character. Yeah. Like yes, when he, he was does. Andy Kaufman and Man in the Moon. Yes. Daniel like, Day-Lewis, like all mm -hmm. these people. But like, yeah, like I forget who said it, but some, but it's true. Like if you're a really good actor, then just like, yeah, when they say action, can't you just like act? I don't know. I guess I'm not yeah. a good enough actor, but yeah, method acting. Oh, they is just want to stay in that role, yeah. eat, breathe, live it. Like I get it, but also it's a lot. Yeah, you like know? if you're doing Especially the if cocaine, trying to like come on, like that's <laughs> anyway, that's funny. Yeah, and so like between clients doing drugs and also like, I mean, I've had clients have complete meltdowns on set, and and sometimes, I mean, thankfully, knock on wood, it hasn't had to do with styling. Oh yeah, that would um, suck. But, you know, but but I've had those situations where where a client wasn't happy with me. Um, but, but after I like processed it out in therapy, I realized that the styling experience itself, the reason why I've seen major episodes of meltdowns and breakdowns and drug use and rehabilitation coaches coming to talk to me before the person comes. And I mean, it's just crazy because people are coming to you and like, we're all insecure. 
I get that. But if you come into a fitting with a stylist, for anyone that doesn't know the experience, it's basically a celebrity or someone who's a public figure is paying me to curate pick looks for them for their public image so they could walk into a carpet or do Good Morning America and get photographed or, and be on camera. So they want to look their best. And if they feel insecure about their bodies or they just had a baby and they feel like, oh, my God, like one of my girls uh, who I've been dressing for years, um, she had she'd given birth, but she was known as a bombshell. Like that was her vibe in yeah. the press. And and granted, she still was a bombshell pregnant. She was super hot after she gave birth a week after. I was like, you're still so hot. But she was like, I don't even know my body anymore. And I, I actually hate it right now, Whoa. which bummed me out. Yeah. But I knew my job was to just make her feel confident. And so she could see how fucking beautiful she really is. Mm-hmm. But it was an uphill battle going into that fitting because she went in like, dukes up ready to like hate everything yeah because she just kind of hated herself in the moment yeah. and so that you probably have to ask lot. like a, act like a therapist half the time too as i'm talking out loud to you right now i'm like kind of yeah, yeah like, like <laughs> when you think about it, yeah you're literally doing the thing like for sure when i have a show i am fully more worried about my outfit than the show like i'm so worried that oh my god i'm gonna look back at the pictures i'm gonna hate what i look like or what or the video or whatever so that is the thing i'm always the most insecure about so it's true you're gonna have like you probably have to be really strategic in how you talk to people too to make sure that they oh, stay the level is- and when I go into my fittings with clients, it is very psychological. Like I make sure when I position like a rack of clothes, for example, let's start with something in your car. Like if I'm going to dress you, Stacey, yeah. you Kayla, I'd go with first something that is just very comfortable for you. Like let's start off with something in your wheelhouse, whether it be a black dress or so- whatever it yeah. could be. That's like a staple that you're like, I'm safe. Yeah. Then we'll go into something that's a bit of a wild card, something I want to try on you, a different silhouette, a color you've never tried. Then I go in with my personal favorite. This is the one I actually probably want you to wear. Like That's a heavy third hitter. choice, third choice. Okay, yeah. Third choice is probably the one I, I love the most. Yeah. And I'll share this with people too, you know, when they come in. And then and then the fourth one is something that's still comfor- comfortable for them, but again, a little bit out of their wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, and that's usually kind of the journey of, and maybe it could be three safeties, one wild card, and four rock, like rock star type, like amazing moments. Yeah. Like depending on how large the fitting is, how many options they need. But that's the, the psychological process, how I go into it. And so if you think about it, these people are coming in, no makeup, usually hair's not done. And they feel just like run down and they're having to get naked and try clothes on that are not something they want to do on the regular basis. And so it's it's tough. It's tough. But it's fun seeing the transformation process. It's like a high that I get. It's like a drug for me. Mm. And so I'm. Yeah, sorry. Go sorry, ahead. I was just gonna say, do they um in advance say like this is my vibe, this is what I'm looking for, and then just leave it up to you to try to pick? Like that must be so much pressure for you. Too. Depends. Music artists are a lot more open to like, hey, let's have some fun. This is my. I always want to hear the music first. Oh, this okay. is the music. This is what I'm putting out into the world. I want you to run with it. And I have, I forgot the name of it, but um, there's this podcaster who's also psychic. Her name's Mystic Michaela. Do you guys know her? No. Mystic, no. Mystic <laughs> Michaela. She's been on Caitlin's podcast a bunch. Now she's a friend of mine. But she told me it's called, I forgot the name of it, but when I listen to music, I thought everybody did oh. this, but I, uh, I, I see colors. Yes. it's. I forget what the name is, but that's, I, I found out I do not have that. It's there's a word for it, but it's I can't believe you have that. I've never met somebody who actually has that. 
yeah well i've always just seen color like i'm like oh my god that song is so red or whatever like Whoa, i just see such bright pictures of red whenever it's, there's an actual there's an actual it's a term that's used term. like i thought i was like is this a disability Syn- yeah synesthesia i can't say the word synesthesia synesthesia is when you hear music but you see shapes or colors yeah shapes and colors yeah and i'll see shapes and colors Colors depending on what music yeah yeah yeah. so you'll see like so you could maybe like listen to my music and go oh stacy's gonna be wearing like some pink tonight or like whatever like that yeah or i'm like oh that song like just listening to it it is bright green that is such a green song to me that's so cool but i've talked to people and they're like what the fuck are you talking about wow what do you mean that's a green song our album is blue and i'm like oh sorry (laughs) feels green to me i want to know i want to know what my songs are what color yeah (laughs) yeah and it and so i start so with music artists i feel like creatively i could have fun with that with an actress or an actor it's completely different vibe because they're really set on this is what i want to portray to the public this is the movie that I'm promoting. I play a power lawyer and I lose my kids in the movie. And the premiere, I don't want to be frilly and pink. I need to be like strong, a strong woman. Well, like, they match pro- it like, up. They match it up. You kind of want to go with the tone of the movie. Whoa. If it's a, a horror movie or something scary, I think going with something maybe uh, uh, like sexier, black might be cool, leather, bringing in some fun texture. Like if it's a horror movie, a Halloween red carpet or whatever, like for that type of movie yeah. or horror movie, like I... I would want to go with something in that vibe and yeah, not yeah, like yeah, something yeah. sweet and yeah, you know, super feminine. I didn't yeah, even yeah. think so about this. Depends. I need to think about this when I'm styling myself at a thing. Like, yes, it's yeah. a vibe thing. You can't just pick whatever you want. Or you Idiot. can. I mean, no, like, oh, why not? <laughs> I mean, fashion, hell, fashion is freedom. And so I, I really don't shit on any trends or anything. There's a couple I hate. But like for the most part, I'm down for whatever you want to try. But again, it's just kind of fi- finding out like, what image do you want to portray to people or yeah. like, how do you want to feel about yourself? Yeah. And so, and then once we have that down and some colors and things, and once I break that all down and have a mood board and conceptualize it all, and then we could go into a fitting and then have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's so fascinating. Okay. You don't need to name drop, but can you say like one person in particular that you were like so pumped to be able to style? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh God, I, I, honestly, like, well, Alessia Cara, I love her, and I love to it, style and, she's, and she's Canadian as well. I yeah. dropped Alessia Cara's name because she's a Canadian maple delight, like you guys. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's one of the kindest, coolest people I've ever worked with, and I got to work with her. Luckily, when she popped off, like, oh, okay. so I remember being obsessed with her on YouTube. And I was like, this girl has something special. Like, there's that voice. She and sings so Taylor badass. Taylor Swift called <gasps> and was like, your music is awesome. Yeah. Do you want to come be my special guest on tour? And then Ellen called and then Jimmy Kimmel and Fallon. Yeah. And then I was dressing her for all this stuff. And then boom, she's artist, you know. You got to dress her for all those shows? <gasps> yeah. That's Whoa. so cool. And so doing like her press tour and like. I mean, it went from, oh, yeah, she might perform at, like, a local radio station or some music fest to, like, she's going to be at Coachella. Oh, she has Taylor Swift on Thursday, and then she's flying to do Jimmy Kimmel and Fallon and and Good Morning America. And do you want to know what's so weird? I actually remember looking at her style being like, whoa, there's something, like, strategic and really cool about this because... That's crazy that that was low. No, I know. Because (laughs) I remember actually having this thought, thinking, like, what they tried to do with her is not do make her too overdone or anything. It was this very au natural, cool, relatable... Like, she wore, like, less makeup than I ever would. Like, and so I remember thinking, 
that this is freaking me out. I remember thinking, whoever is dressing her, this must be really hard because they have to still make her look cool, but casual, but dressy. That's so yeah. weird that that was the, like, like, yeah. And so like, we did like a flannel. I remember I did like a, this was for, oh, like Taylor Swift performance. I put her in like an Armani flannel. It was very expensive, but it also, <laughs> someone looking at it could be like Urban Outfitters. Yeah. You know? But like it was fit really well and like some cool jeans and some fresh white kicks, some Adidas. It's like a little bit of a throwback, like a, a 90s throwback with that. And and it was cool. And then like one of her shots, she just wore like my flannel as a dress. Like I loved the flannel that I had on. And then, I mean, I'm six one, and she's a tiny little human. And so she put it on. It was like a dress. And I was like, this looks awesome. And so <laughs> yeah. she ended up wearing that with some tights. And I was like, this is cool. So we just had fun with it. So I was excited for her. Ricky Martin was another one. I was like, this is awesome. Oh I love God. Ricky. That's amazing. And He's so getting hot. to style him was pretty cool, especially at the time, you know, living La Vida Loca. And like that was, you know, he's like a hot Puerto Rican. I was yeah. down. Yeah. But wasn't he like, wasn't he in the closet? Like when I say in the closet, that's so rude. Like wasn't yeah, nobody, he not no, it, open about his sexuality? Rude, he was deep in the closet. Oh, he was. I mean, yeah, with people who like around him close, but the public wise. Everybody questioned his sexuality. Yeah. I mean, he was a heartthrob. And he was on novelas or um, uh, soap operas in um, on Mexican or Latin television, Univision and like all the networks. Yeah. Uh, and was like a heartthrob for women. And so, and then he was in Menudo, this like boy group, which was like in sync for Latinos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with Menudo boy band and then being a heartthrob in Spanish soap operas, and he had a, he had a really hot girlfriend. I think he, was engaged or married to her at one point. I think so too. And he, Oh, he was deep in the closet. He also was probably doing it strategically too, which is so sad, but like, because he's like, you know, I have all his label would have dropped him in a second. Or like the fans too is like, he has so many women that were like obsessed with him. And then yeah, yeah, whatever. That's that was the Latin explosion. You had Enrique Iglesias, Ricky Martin, Mark Anthony. Oh yeah. Like the three heading it. Shakira. Yeah. Shakira, Shakira. I remember when Ricky Martin came out, I was like, yeah, like I was so excited that he was (laughs) gay. I'm like, he's, gay now like he's always been but <laughs> I, you, I watched some actually i watched some interviews with barbara walters rest in peace but also maybe not barbara yeah she was because so in, rude yeah just yeah but she asked shocking barbara. questions she asked yeah she'd be like so tell me like rude mean quite like, like to lady gaga she was like she was like so tell me do you have a penis and we're like oh, i saw that what? interview like we want to know what does she say what does she say to ricky martin and so Ricky Martin, she goes, I have to ask you, Ricky Martin, um, are you attracted to men? Are, are you, how many dicks have been down your throat, Ricky? We need to, the people of America. And she and, was always so sad. She's like, the people of America need to Oh, it to was know. like, your sexuality has been questioned. We need to, like, basically just like wanting to out him in this interview. And it, by the way, this interview, like 1 p.m. Yeah. In a daytime <laughs> yeah. television Barbara like Walters was so, would just ask whatever. She went in. I remember to the Kardashians. I kind of love this one. A little throwing some shade to the Kardashians. <laughs> but she was like, what is it like to to do everything you've done and build an empire with no talent? Yes. I saw that one. Yeah, dance, yeah, yeah. You can't talk. Yeah. You're not that pretty. Like yeah. she's just she'll like, just say wow. whatever, <laughs> and she's very sincere as she says it. Like you, do, there's actually like no malice behind it, but she's saying shocking questions that she yeah, should and absolutely like very not be inappropriate yeah. and kind of rude. Yeah, and so yeah. yeah. So rest in peace, maybe not. (laughs) Deep deep in the closet, as was I at one point. Were you? Oh, Oh, yeah. I didn't come out with my pride flag. What? How old were you? This was last week when I decided. (laughs) (laughs) 
on this podcast. On this podcast, actually. Yeah, Hi, Dad. Yeah. Um, I know. Guess what? Uh, no, I I never actually. I'm. It's weird. I actually never been asked this question before in my life. Is like, when did you come out? Is it a rude question? No, not at all. I don't find it. Are rude. we Barbara Walters right now? <laughs> are you? Bar- <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> It, it, if you said like, "Hey, are you gay?" and it was like, you know, and this was 2007, yeah. I'd find it a bit rude. But no, 2023, when'd you come out? I'm like, I talked about dicks for like an hour. With true, you guys, true, like, yeah. On my show. And so, no, I, I never had a coming out moment though. That's the weird thing. Yeah, it would like, be like, like, yeah. Did you ever have to like announce it to a group of people? I never had like that. Like sit down. I remember telling a couple friends like, "Hey," and it was like emotional for me mm-hmm. because I had a girlfriend at one point and I actually had relationships with women and I lost my virginity. Full disclosure. I'm really spilling it on here. I love it. But I slept with a woman for the first time and that was like my first sexual experience. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I didn't know if I was gay. I always, I always kind of thought I could be. But I didn't really believe it. Yeah. And okay. I thought, I thought, well, I'm attracted to men, but like, I'm also super creative and I'm an artist. I think women are beautiful too. I'm not one of those gays that's like, ew, vagina, grass. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guys are a bit like, you know, like appalled by. I was a changing woman. in the theater, like I was just in a show, and and one of the guys was screaming when he saw me, and okay. I was like, "That is literally the most offensive thing that has ever happened to me." He accidentally oh, gay or not? Like as if no. like you're just. Repulsive. I said, "Oh my god!" Like I'm not ju- trying to jump your bones here. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't like vaginas, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> See, yeah, no, I would never. I, I mean, I've seen thousands of naked women. Yeah, true, at this point true. In my, in my job. Yeah. But even when I was attracted to women, like I've always found women to be beautiful and I love them and I think they are beautiful, but like, yeah, I'm not appalled or grossed out, but like I definitely rather be with a dude. Yeah. And so (laughs) at the end of the day, and I actually just had to, I always knew it was there in the back of my mind. I just had to actually be comfortable with that. And so I never had it coming out. It kind of just evolved. And honestly, like I have an upper hand in the sense of like where I'm from and like the area I grew up in. People are gay, and it's oh, not okay. really yeah, like yeah, yeah. if I was in the heart of Arkansas or Idaho or yeah. anywhere like or Nashville. Yeah, and that's like I didn't grow up Bible Belt. I didn't grow up in a very conservative, and so it totally depends, never, right? Yeah, I know that would yeah, be yeah, really way just harder, like yeah. depends on your environment, and so and your parents with, and your parents too, like you know, yeah, and your oh yeah, your parents too, and so I was Catholic. I grew up super Catholic, and the only person I thought I was letting down by being gay was honestly myself oh, really? because I thought there's no way I thought it was God's little joke to me. Like there's no effing way this only child who is comes from nothing, but I know how much my parents have invested and they want me to be a Senator, a Congressman in politics or something, a, a business owner, an entrepreneur with a wife and children and like, just do it right. What I yeah. thought was right. Yeah, what you and thought was right. And now I'm not. Yeah. I, I was really bummed in myself because I, I wanted that too. Yeah. <sighs> and so I can still have that, but I just realized it's going to look a little different and, and it's still beautiful and great. And But it took me actually a long time to get comfortable in my own skin because I kind of wow. was holding on to that. And Is that. I don't know if that makes sense. That's like the thing, Kayla, We on your po- podcast, you asked us like what would be so surprising. I know we just met tonight, but that's like shocking to me like that like knowing you now mm-hmm. to know that like you had to be comfortable yeah. with it like you seem like even the fact that you were that you said you got bullied too it's like so weird because you seem like this like outgoing confident like if you seem like you were gonna oh, tell no. me like when you were seven you were like oh, i'm gay and this is what's happening you know what i mean so oh. <laughs> it, I, no i'm serious like that's like in my head i'm like oh that has to be the story but it's, now granted i did have like a little hello kitty bag and like <laughs> 
you know, when I was in kindergarten and seven years old, you know, I thought it was Rainbow Fish. Yeah. Which is, I don't know if, <laughs> do you like, know Rainbow Fish, the story of Rainbow Fish? Yeah, like that. The, Are you the familiar? book that's shiny? Yes. I know that. The book, book that's shiny. The book. Yeah. Do you know do you know Kayla, what we're, are you, you talking about? Wait, 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 wait. It's Hang the on book, and like I can picture the cover. I want, I want little uh, Leo and Monroe. I'm from Uncle Lo. They're Gunkle in L.A. They're gonna get Rainbow Fish. They're like well, too old for that the, now. But. I, it, you know, like I'm right, right? With what I'm saying, wait, I can picture the front right. yes. perfectly. Yes, I know yes, exactly yes, the front. Yes, 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 yes. Oh. I want that tattooed lower back. It's like Seriously, that, that little center. That back. little gay ass fish. Literally, I was obsessed the, with the cover of that book. Oh, I because some I of the Rainbow scales fish. were like so shiny, and like I just remember like staring at it, being like, "This is the most beautiful book ever." I'm sorry, but a story about a fish with a shiny gay looking scale getting bullied <laughs> by the whole school of fish, and then he saves the day. Sign me up. I'm literally like, purchasing this on Amazon for Monroe. It was the <laughs> sweetest little story, and, it, and it's so cute. Back then, I was like, "Ooh, it's like 3D with a glitter yeah. scale." <laughs> I thought it was like the most wild thing I've ever seen. It's so funny because yeah, but- Monroe and Leo, like, they definitely don't need the Rainbow Fish book because they're just like uh, obsessed with um, drag queens and like just like oh, that kind of I life. Love it. I brought them oh into that God. kind yeah. of life. They like, are, they're yeah. obsessed, and so uh, it's just like. Yeah. But honestly, like, I get it. I, I get it. It's like fun for like kids to see that drag queens are harmless I, I mean they're dudes in dresses belting out iconic songs and like with like amazing outfits like yeah. yes it's awesome yeah lip syncing <laughs> lip syncing yeah, yeah well sometimes not sometimes not we have I'm with the songs that I'm writing for all these queens like they're singing live on their there's a little oh, really? au- there's a little auto tune but you know <laughs> a, lot, a lot of auto tune but <laughs> yeah. it's still good <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Lo, so you, I know that you, I don't know if you always style for Caitlin Bristow, but I know that you do style for her. Is that, oh, yeah, yeah. Is that how you guys met? Like through styling or did you yes. meet somewhere? Like I want to know how you two met. I met that little Canadian Maple Delight <laughs> years ago through a referral of a friend. Okay. And basically I, I was introduced to her and I remember it was like something along the lines of I was worse dressed I don't want to be worse dressed going to this. It was for the CMA Awards, the Country Music Awards, Nashville, Tennessee. And she was with, at the time, she was with Sean Booth. Yeah. And I remember she had gone to the awards, the and I didn't know her the previous year when she had gone. Yeah. And she had worn a dress. It was off the rack. I think she got it like Urban okay, Outfitters. Okay, I know this. Yeah, I remember this story. Keep Baby going. girl slapped some banana boat on her arms, <laughs> yeah. a little bit of lip smackers. <laughs> Tossed the hair, threw on an off-the-rack dress, and did get worse dressed. <laughs> to her defense, I thought she looked phenomenal. She got She's worse dressed. Yeah, like, like they got her worse yeah, dressed yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, yeah, she was on some worse dress list no. and just didn't feel great. Because once she got there, the dresses, people for the CMA Awards, they treat that like the Oscars of country yeah, music. Yeah, and so yeah. it's very black tie formal. And little Canadian, you know, Caitlin just... Rocking a, cause basically a maxi dress, like a summer <laughs> dress, <laughs> you know, it just oh. didn't hit like yeah. it should. Oh and my so gosh. she came to me and I remember she was like, I, 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 I want to just be best dressed or not even be best dressed. She was like, I just want to be dressed. <laughs> just not be appropriately. worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to be the worst. Yeah. Just <laughs> so. medium is fine. Yeah. And I mean, she does so much with ABC and mm-hmm. the bachelor franchise. You know, she's still so involved with them. She's like a beloved, you know, figure over there. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, or what do you beloved figure character? Yeah. Mentor past bachelorettes. And so they had her on the carpet, um, doing interviews to everybody. Mm-hmm. And 
And so she was going to be seen a lot yeah. in all of the television interviews that she was doing and stuff. And so anyway, um, I dressed her and that was our first like moment pretty much together. And she was best dressed everywhere. And so what was she in? Yeah, what did you was, put her in? What was, I feel uh, what like was I outfit? remember. It was this black lacy yes. crop top yes. with a dramatic full skirt. She had, uh, it was the best a crop thing top, ever. so she had the stomach showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, her hair was up, but like kind of up, but like messy, but sexy. Yes. Black diamonds. Nice. And a dramatic skirt. Look so it was this. like a gothic bride. Oh, Look yeah. This, I can see it. I remember. Oh, that's like, she such a good so outfit. so freaking good. And I remember when she came out in this, and I'm like, oh, frig. Like, she looks so good. She made up was for her this worst her, dress. Was that... The worst one? There it is. There it there is. Oh, jeez. <laughs> she is. Yeah. You know yeah. what? She still looks beautiful. Oh, no, yeah. I she love does. Caitlin She's a beautiful so girl. Much. And so she ended up wearing that. That was a best dress moment, which was awesome. And I dressed her for a couple little things before that. Yeah. And then that was like the big red carpet moment for her. Mm -hmm. And then honestly, just we hit it off. Yeah. Like from the moment you sometimes I feel like that with you guys, too. It's a Canadian thing. You guys. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> those Canadians. It's like my weakness. I but can't no, it's, well, it's, it's sorry. sorry go. <laughs> I was say, it's people like this is what I found right away about you, and this is why I liked you right away. I love people who make fun of themselves. Yeah. I love people yeah. who make fun of me, and just like people that have that sense of humor where they're just like past it. Like we're not trying to impress anybody. Like let's just yeah. have fun. That's what you're like right away, and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. and Caitlin. I I just met her this year too. Like Kayla was a big fan of her, and right away, like we're laughing so hard, and we yeah. met ten minutes prior to that. Like, it's like oh, yeah, it's awesome. no, I know, and that's like when we met Caitlin, it was like one of those things where I'm like. Oh, please don't be one of those ones where I think you're one way, and and then she just oh, was I like, know. yeah, best the disappointment person ever. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. when yeah. I would listen to you on her podcast, I'm like, okay, I need to meet Low because she said to me today, she said. I love listening to Caitlin's podcast, but when Lo is like hosting oh with her, it's, it's un like, un like it, it, describable how funny and all. Lo, you make me laugh <laughs> so freaking hard. I can't even like explain it. Like I just think and the, I... two, the two of you and your connection, I think is like the funniest, best thing ever. Honestly, like the reason why I have my show to this day, like I had always wanted to do a podcast and I had one with Ariel Vandenberg, who mm -hmm. is a good friend of mine. It's called the only child podcast. Rest in peace to that show. It's not, we're not doing it anymore, <laughs> yeah. but it was a great experience. And I did one before that with Francia Raisa, who gave a kidney to Selena, that chick. And so I had done a show with her and then I went into do co-hosting and then I went into yeah. one with Ariel and then. And I loved doing it. It was fun, but it I, I didn't feel pressure because it was I was like the counterpart to someone who was the host. I was yeah, the host. Yeah, yeah. So the pressure's off. And so I was just doing my thing. But then Caitlin called and I mean we had we've become really close friends. I mean, we're best friends at this point. Mm -hmm. But when she invited me to be on her podcast in the beginning, <laughs> I, sound, I sound like such a bitch but I didn't know <laughs> I didn't understand first of all I don't watch The Bachelor yeah. it's just not my show I, I've watched a couple I'm not, I'm familiar I don't live under yeah. a rock but like that's just not my thing it's the same as me I'm more yeah. of like I want like a true crime I want like a sociopath murder and like I'm <laughs> gonna too. dive into that yeah. shit yeah and so it just wasn't my show. So I didn't know her from that. I just knew her from like being a friend and slash client. And so when she had me come on her show, she's like, hey, do you want to come on and just co-host with me? And this was like years ago. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, sure. And she goes, I'm doing it from my hotel. And so I have podcast equipment. So you'll just come here and record. We'll lay on the bed, have some wine, shoot the shit. 
and talk. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't think much about it in my head though. And I, I looked at a text message. I sent my mom and I said, I'm going to go see Caitlin tonight. And I go, I'm going to be on her podcast. It's like some little Canadian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> In Le- like Leduc, Alberta, like her family and a few fans from The Bachelor show watch. Yeah. Who knows? You know, it is what it is. Like, I can say whatever like, I let want. Let me do her this favor. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, I'm going to do her a solid because I yeah. love her. Yeah. So I, and I thought that for a long time, actually, <laughs> that I was just talking <laughs> Until and I swear I had no idea. Like she's a big deal. Yeah. And yeah. In the podcast space too. Like she has over like a hundred million downloads. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. girl is like she's like a Canadian Joe Rogan up in here. Yeah. Like she's fucking killing the game, and she's yeah. like amazing at podcasting. Yeah. And people yeah. love her, and I do too. Yeah. And I listen to her show. Once I found out how many <laughs> listeners, because then I went into the studio with her, which yeah. I'd never done. And then she's like, "Oh, do you want to like co-host Ti with me, the the singer Ti?" Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, she's like, come on, do this interview with me, because she know she knows like I love Ti, and so and I knew a lot about her, so I'm like, I'm so down for this yeah. interview, and so once I went into the studio, and I was like, oh shit, this is like, <laughs> like oh, it's legit. not it's not on the not on the hotel bed this time, or yeah, like, it's just in my head with like the little mics and it's like dim lights, and, you know, I like I just thought yeah. it was like a cute little like mom and pop shop, <laughs> like she had her little Etsy podcast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Her little Etsy storefront. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, damn. So I, but to her credit, like, that's the vibe that she gives off. 100%. And yes. that's so beautiful about her. She's so humble, down to earth. And that's part of the reason why she is so, amongst many, so successful. Oh, my God. But also, if she hadn't just downplayed it as much as she does, I wouldn't have been a fucking mess like I was <laughs> on the show. I just... I didn't think no one was listening. So I'm like, oh, God, I had diarrhea today, Caitlin. She's like, well, what did you eat? And we're just talking like normal. But and that's I'm giving why it's the, the confessions. Best. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I would have never confessed <laughs> half the things I confessed <laughs> if I would have known. And now I'm like, well, I'm glad I did because yeah. it, it's all out in the open now. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, you know. There's no hiding. But yeah, no it, hiding. for my that's own show. The, that's like my favorite thing about Caitlin's show is like, you can really tell it's unedited. <laughs> like, it's. <laughs> You can really tell yeah. it's real. Yeah. But that's why yeah. everybody loves her so much, right? But yeah, it, when, when I love, I remember like listening to you the first time on her episode. I'm like, okay, who is this freaking low character? Yeah. You made me laugh so hard. And then every time I see an episode come out, I'm like, okay, good. Lowe's like co-hosting. I just, I love it so much. Yeah. And then the way we bonded with Caitlin and then I'm like, okay, yeah. I have, we have to meet Lowe. Because yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys are just our vibe. And seeing how you guys, your dynamic, your sisterly bond that you have. Yeah. Because I don't have siblings yeah but i relate to it so much with caitlin yeah, yeah I and, I'm see like, that. and i'm like i get it just the way that you guys banter i've listened to your show too yeah and i'm like the way that you guys go back and forth i'm like oh it you're, you feel safe yeah seen heard yeah and there's like there's a comfort there yeah yeah that uh, like a best friend or a sibling has and it's just like oh yeah like, i can't duplicate it but i'm like this is awesome yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. you're not trying yeah. to like suck up to the other person that's the best thing with with kayla and i too and i'm sure with you and caitlin like you don't have to try to like impress the other person like you just talk like your normal self right no, no exactly. anything I, yeah that's my favorite part like, about it is like you when you make fun of caitlin and when she makes fun like that's the best part of it all like <laughs> So funny. <laughs> I oh love it. Oh, God. I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. 
do you want to play some games? Oh, I love games. Like what? Squid games? Squid games. games. We just and shoot then you I through the computer hey, fast. You know what? You guys gave me, you were so generous with your time and energy and presence. And so, and you did a great show, two shows for me. And so whatever you want to do, I don't like, <laughs> You're just please. here till 4 a.m. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> if that's the case. Stop right there. Hold up, everybody. If you want to listen to the rest of this podcast, then you are going to have to tune in next week for part two. But just because we're nice, I'm going to give you a little preview. And so my dad's like, I wouldn't have ordered this. And I was like, I wanted you to try it. <laughs> and then my dad goes, he goes, you stole this, didn't you? <laughs> You freaking stole it. This is stolen food. I was like, like stolen valor. You're like, no, 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 no. I was like, it is. (laughs) Sue me. It's stolen. And you guys are eating it. Shut your mouth and eat your freaking cavatappi. It's free. No charge. Damn. Beggars can't be choosers. I was like, we didn't beg. You're a full thief (laughs) now. You're a full thief. I have to call my sister. When you rate, review, subscribe, it helps us out. Because we love and what we do without a doubt. So we want to thank you for taking the time, Mo. So here we go, we bustin', we bustin' around, Mo. This is our podcast, we're here to stay. My name is Kayla, this is Stacy K. Okay, that, uh... I have to call my sister. Hey, hey, you there. Kayla, stop. You heard it here first. Okay, never mind. We're not doing the rap anymore. Did here first. Oh my god. That's what I'm talking about. Hey ho.